The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Um, my guest today is Jessica Versteg, the CEO of Paragon. We're going to be talking about uh, Paragon and Paragon Coin. Jessica, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you today? Doing good. Running late, but, but doing good. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, tell me about Paragon and Paragon Coin. What what do you guys do? Um, well, Paragon is basically it's a blockchain solution and an offline ecosystem designed to help improve efficiency, transparency, compliance, and trust for the legal cannabis industry around the world. Um, mm. In a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, in the U.S., I mean, uh, as as some of the states have been. Um, legalizing it it's been huge and um, from what i've seen banks are not allowing uh cannabis companies to deposit and you know this so they're sitting yeah. on tons of cash and they need something to do with it and they're in fear of getting robbed and it's just a terrible situation yeah it's become pretty dangerous actually i mean i can speak firsthand from my company au box when we first started it wasn't a big deal you're just making a couple hundred bucks and and that's fine you can figure out what to do with that but when you start adding up that cash and then all of a sudden you're having to have a security guard take you to a safe house to keep your cash there and then you're nervous that what if your security guard tells someone or uh, what if someone catches you without your security guard or breaks into your safe house and it just becomes this like terrifying situation and then an awkward situation as well because now I'm having to pay all my delivery people in cash and I'm having to pay my lawyer and cannabis lawyers add up and fees. I'm having to pay them huh. in cash. And that's just, it's because I don't have a bank account to put this cash in. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's not a comfortable situation. So um, have you found any banks are willing to deal with cannabis companies in the U.S. or, you know, um, and what about other countries? Is it the same thing or what's the deal? Well, I know in California for sure there are none that I'm aware of. Um, I think Colorado is working on some credit unions and in other countries. I'm not quite sure how they're doing it because I know some countries think that in the U.S. that we can bank. So maybe my thoughts on what they're doing is just my thoughts from what I've read and I don't know the actual law. But I know mm -hmm. just as a whole, it's, it's different. Uh, in 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 each place, but as a whole, it's still a stressful situation. But I mean, the laws and the regulations from state to state 
county to county and country to country are just this complex web to try to deal with. So companies companies just can't find office space. And if they do, then they're having to pay it in cash. That makes it also frustrating. Uh, I'm just not sure what other countries are doing, to be honest, in terms of what how they're holding their cash yet. Well, let's talk about, you know, we'll talk about the U.S. So in California, you know, there's nothing. There's no bank, no credit union that will work with a cannabis company. None. None to my knowledge. Um, and I know that I know that some of them want to. I'm, I have a few friends that work at um, some pretty big banks here, and they all say, look, we wish we could. But it's, if we do, it's a federal crime. So we just can't until the really? federal government. Yeah, they can't take your cash and they even credit cards can't allow you to these credit card processing companies can't allow you as a cannabis company to process credit cards either. So, for example, my company, AU Box. A subscription yeah. company, if you think of like, um, I don't know, Birchbox, every month you just you just give your credit card once and every month you get a box. Well, if you're doing that with cannabis, that's illegal. You can't use a credit card. And then that makes it frustrating for patients. Imagine if I'm knocking on your door the last Friday of every month asking for cash. Hopefully you're home and hopefully you have cash. It just that's it's a hard crazy. system to work with. So, so yeah, could, is there federally- such a thing as a, uh, as a state bank? that only does business with inside a given state and could bypass federal laws? Or does that not exist? Well, there are state banks. And I know of some companies that are doing it in this way. But I don't know. I am I'm I know that there are plenty of people, and I'm thankful for those that are able, that are okay with risking that and, and willing to be the front runners and, and, and just put their foot on the line and, and try to, to make a way for this. I just, it's not my personality and it's not, I don't want to risk my safety or my employee's safety by, by trying to be a front runner. So instead of breaking the laws, hoping to change them, I just want to work on changing them to change them, if that makes sense. So there are some people, I just, I'm not going to say who they are, but there are some companies doing this with some banks. Um, and I know why they're doing it. They're not doing it because they want to cheat the system. They're doing it because they genuinely just want to show the system that it's workable and it's safer and it's better. Um, but it's just not what I, not what I'm comfortable doing. So, what what kind of solution do you have at Paragoin? Tell me about it. Tell me specifically how it works. So, what can I explain in terms of banking? You mean? Um. In ter- yeah. Well, no. Just your solution in general. What? So, in this environment, what are you doing? So. To help enable companies. So basically, the mission behind Paragon. Um, well, I started Paragon because I lost someone very close to me due to an overdose, an accidental overdose of painkillers, which is how I started AU Box. I wanted to create this like comfortable monthly subscription of cannabis so that people could get rid of the stigma. And with that, I saw all of these problems from banking to renting office space to uh, verification of patient IDs and verifying lab results. So the mission actually didn't start out as the Paragon mission. The mission started out as me wanting to solve this for myself. And I've always been into crypto. I bought my first Bitcoin a few years back and my husband was mining Bitcoin back when it was just dollars. Um, so it's always been, that's always been an idea oh, wow. for us. 
Yeah. It's just not something I ever really talked about because what am I going to do? Go to a photo shoot and ask everyone to pay me in crypto and they don't know what I'm talking your about. Hus- your husband's not uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, is he? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that would be cool. Um, that would be a genius. I can't imagine inventing this. I mean, it's easy now to sit here and, and come up with new ways to make it better, but imagine creating this. It's mind-blowing. So no, he's not Satoshi, but... <laughs> Uh, so anyways, I had these all of these problems and I already knew about the crypto space and I already knew about blockchain, a lot about it. And I just decided to build a blockchain for myself that I would then tell my suppliers, okay, hey, put your lab results on here and then I'll contact the lab and have them verify it. And then it's, they're both verified and then that's that. And I wasn't thinking long-term in terms of my patients being able to verify it. I just needed it for myself. Um, and same for uh, patient identification. I had just planned on reaching out to people like HelloMD or Verify420 and having them work with me just on a personal level to help me verify this stuff. And as well, what are, what are, just, when you talk about lab results, what do you mean? What, what kind of uh, lab results? Um, so, for example, if someone sends me an edible and they say it's pure CBD, which means like you're not going to giggle a lot or you're not going to have these weird feelings you'll just kind of mm-hmm. eases the pain um if they tell me that right now most just trust that it's the same they trust it as if you go to target and buy tylenol or cvs and buy tylenol they oh, just trust okay, okay. the ingredients are the ingredients and the results are the results but i don't know i have a, a side of me that just doesn't trust anyone and uh, at least not initially and so I verify myself all of these lab results because I don't want to give a patient something that I didn't personally check. And I don't want to give them a candy bar that says CBD and then and then it's not and now they're not able to work. Um, I like I like that. You know why? Because the um, the you know the regular drug world or the illegal drug world. You know, if you buy marijuana off the street or you buy other drugs, I mean, it sometimes yeah. it has deadly consequences. And you don't know what you're getting. And they cut exactly. You know, I'm not. I'm talking about other drugs too, but they'll cut them with stuff. Or I've heard that, you know, with marijuana, sometimes they'll put all kinds of horrible things in it. Okay, well, now the government is making like man-made or some kind of new marijuana that's created from the same big pharma people. Who knows what's in that? Great. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. you said, it can be mixed with a lot of stuff, or or just not properly dosed. Imagine if you took way too much of this. But for example, back to the CBD bar, um, if if I sold someone a CBD bar in my box and it's not CBD and now they're at work giggling nonstop and can't function, it's going to come back to me <laughs> and it's not safe. I mean, it's cool to laugh a lot, but it's just not safe to do that. So I would verify with the labs and I'd say, hey, I got these lab results from this candy bar and they said that this is X, Y, and Z. And I was shocked, but there was a small percentage of labs that would say, yeah, actually, we have them in our database. We tested them, but like a year ago. So these can't be the same lab results. Uh, it's not, it's, if it is, it's old and, and not good. So it kind that's of, pretty cool because it's like you can make, you know, it's not a nutrition label, but yeah. I mean, you can make standardized labels on products and be one of the few companies or the only one to have something like that. And it would create just, it would just make the whole marketplace a lot more close to, uh, you know, I hate to call them regular drugs, but um I, I just think it would help. It would help adoption. It would help uh, the industry's perception. It would help people feel more confident. 
Definitely. And I mean, I mean, there are labels. Thankfully, the states are trying to push this, but it's still unregulated. So even though the states are pushing it, anyone can still just put that on their label and claim to have lab tests. And it's just not true. But on blockchain, as you know, it's just you can verify. You just go on there. So we would have a QR code on the back of each product. You just scan it and see what the lab. You can see everything from the lab results to how it was grown, uh, what the pH levels were in the soil, uh, even how much of the the harvest cool. uh, died and had to go away. Yeah, you can track everything. So long story short, I was building this for myself. And then I realized, oh my gosh, everyone could actually use this and I'll just make it free for everyone. And then it makes my job easier. I don't have to ask people to do it. It'll just be something that they do. And then with this summer being the summer of ICOs, I decided to raise money to build co-working spaces as well because that was something I struggled with, was finding office space in a green zone that was affordable. So it was a combination of all these things. And, and that's something, those are all, that combination is what I want to solve. Well, that's fantastic. Um, you know, it's funny, you, you, you say uh, Satoshi Nakamoto is a genius, but then again, you're like, oh, I just decided to create this whole thing myself. and. <laughs> so I think uh, hats off to you for doing that. It's real ambitious and it's, it's pretty cool. Thanks. Um, I probably wouldn't have done it, been able to do this without the platform he built and or even without my team, yeah. but thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So um, tell me about AU Box. Like, what, what do you get in the box? And how much is it? And how does it come? And just give me some details on it for, for you know, who yeah, would use so, it. Yeah, right now we're only in San Francisco. Um, that was another issue with scalability. It can easily be scaled, but not in terms I didn't feel safe with growing it and knowing that my hands wouldn't be on it in every single state or even every from LA to San Francisco that's difficult to even manage that and keep it legal federally Uh, so I just kept it in Francisco because I can watch it every day I can see the products coming in and out I can see what my drivers are doing uh, who's paying making sure everyone's sending in cash Um, so we're just in San Francisco but it is a monthly subscription service of anything and everything cannabis related. So if you think of the people that just love coconut oil and they're like, I want coconut oil on my hair, I oil do. on my skin. Okay. So you, <laughs> I kind of am too, but as an example, let's say you, and you want it for your dog, you put it on your dog's fur and your dog's food and, and your tea, everything. Um, it's the same for the cannabis community. A lot of people just they don't always want to be high, but they want to have this cannabis environment and they know that the chemicals in it from the THC and CBD and, and others, the, how great they are for your skin. For example, if you order our beauty box, or if your wife or, or daughter, whoever orders our beauty box, some of it will have shampoo in it. There's an awesome company called CBD for Life and they have shampoo and it's really good and it makes your hair really soft. But if you're someone that has dandruff, it actually helps that. If you don't, it just makes your scalp even softer and hair even softer. Um, there's also mm. brands that have rubs that are for the muscles uh, in your beauty box. So if you're like wearing heels all day and you get home and you want to rub your feet, it feels amazing. Um, but then also we have girly treats. Like everything is kind of catered to being girly. So if there's marshmallows okay. with rose petals on it, and that's from a company called Mellows, and they're amazing. They have THC in them. So we have everything from edibles to topicals, or if you are a pet lover, 
and you want something for your pet who has had cancer or like my friend, she has really dry skin. Um, also for traveling pets or if they're scared when you leave the house, it's all CBD products that you give them, whether it's a dog treat or food or lotions. Um, we have an all edibles box. For some people, edibles are really hard <laughs> to take. So if you don't like edibles, you wouldn't order that box. But yeah, we have a bunch of different boxes to choose from. Do you need a med card in order to get the box, no matter what's in it? Yes, no matter what's in it, you do in the state of California. Um, in 2018, that will change. Um, but as of right now, you need a medical marijuana license. And so also about things like a, a box. With, what if you had a box with, um, you know, hemp type stuff, but pretty much like negligible THC? So oh, yeah. problem. If you did it with just hemp. Um, I think it's okay, actually. I think you can just, there is a company that does it with just hemp and you can sell that to anyone. I'm pretty sure. I don't quote me on that because I'm not my area, but I'm pretty sure you can. I just wanted to change the way people who actually need this medicine, the way that they see it and the way that people like me who were once a partner to someone who needed it can see it because I once told my partner, no. You can't smoke weed. Trust the NFL doctors on all these painkillers they're giving you. And and then it just wasn't a good thing. My ignorance wasn't good. And I wish someone had shown me that it can be properly packaged and properly labeled and properly dosed and nicely presented. I probably wouldn't have been stuck on this. I don't know. You know, the D.A.R.E. program when you're in school and you just learn that drugs right. are bad and marijuana is like going to make you kill, kill your neighbor. I don't know. I wish I didn't have that in my mind. And that's what I wanted to change. So there are already companies working with hemp and hemp is awesome. Um, you can do a million things with hemp, but I wanted to create a company that would really focus on everything. Hemp, CBD, THC, all, the whole plant itself. So how do, um, how do you get paid when people, you know, get on this subscription? Do they like, walk into a location and hand you check cash or what do they do? No. So we originally had no, I originally, I just thought you could take credit cards. So we tried setting up credit cards and then found out from the credit card processors that that's illegal. Keep in mind, I, I like started this company without knowing anything about cannabis or how crazy these regulations were. I just, he had passed away and I just went through some depression and, got out of it and wanted to start something immediately to change people or how they saw this. So I started it and I just instantly thought I'll just take credit cards like everyone else does. Um, And then I found out it was illegal. So I stopped. And then as I told you before, I've always been into cryptocurrency. So I just said, okay, well, we'll just have everyone paying crypto. And then first problem came that I realized not everyone knows how to even get a Bitcoin or Ethereum or Litecoin or anything. So then I tried to explain to people and help them get wallets and then they get paranoid because it takes them like hours to get their bank to approve it and and then they're scared. Then I found out from our lawyer that it's federally illegal to take crypto for cannabis. <laughs> so that shut that down. But by then really? it already had yeah, it, a- it is? Yeah. Well As it when? Or has it always been like that? It's always been this way, but it, it is a tricky line. So if you buy crypto, let's say you buy Bitcoin in California, and then you sign up for my subscription in California or go to a dispensary in California, technically, 
that's okay from what I understand. But how are you going to control that if someone's having crypto? They're going to come from all over the place. And who knows where the original coin of that one came from? It's just, it's too, I mean, you can though by just looking it up in the blockchain, but it's too much to keep up with. And according to federal law, from what I understand, that if you have any crypto and cross that state, so you bought crypto in Florida and now you're in California and buy cannabis, then that's what makes it illegal. But to avoid all these weird, complicated rules that are here one day and then changing the next, we just decided no crypto at all for, for our product. Um, so that's also why, for AU Box, but that's also why Paragon Coin doesn't allow you to pay for the actual product. We'll just be lobbying to get the government to allow it. But for now, that feature isn't available. Um, it's already built, but it's just not available for us where we won't let anyone use it. Um, so how do people pay? So people pay for AUBOX. Since we already have this database of people, we just wrote to them and said, look, you have to pay in cash. And and everyone, I mean, if you know anyone who smokes weed, they're probably a really chill person. Every one of our clients were like, okay, cool. Just knock on my door. I'll be home. <laughs> they're very easy. And they understand the regulations that we were working with. So... And I think also being in San Francisco, startup capital, everyone just knows that these are fee bumps that a startup hits. And with the combination, I just got lucky to have amazing patients that are just saying, okay, I'll pay you cash when you knock on my door. What about, um, why couldn't you have people buy um, like a prepaid card and send you that or give you that? We can. Um, But then... But then that is going, what are, what are you going to do with this prepaid card? Where are you going to put that money? Well, you'd have to draw it out and use it for something, you know, let's say. But yeah, but then you're, with, then with that that's one. like money laundering almost. You're then drawing it from somewhere and it's still going through a banking system and it's just not supposed to do that. I mean, it's crazy to understand because we still have to pay taxes, but, but you pay taxes in cash too. So Wait, you can't, you have to pay your taxes in cash? Yeah. Uh-huh. As a cannabis company, you pay your taxes in cash. <laughs> really? You can't pay yeah. your taxes electronically or anything? Or? No. Mm-mm. It's cash. Is the IRS allowed? Allowed? <laughs> Is the IRS allowed to take IRS your money? In? Anything but cash. From I mean, I have a cannabis company, and all I know of is that we're allowed to pay only in cash. Really? Maybe it's- how do you how do you how do you pay the IRS? And then September 15th, we'll do our crowd sale. And the rest of the roadmap depends, honestly, on what the community thinks. If the community feels that this is something that they want to help regulate it and to help bring security and transparency and, and just bring it up to par and on the same level as any other medical field, if they want that and they want to do it with blockchain, I mean, you could... I guess do it an old school way and it would take a long time. But if you would just want to be progressive and do it the way the future will do everything uh, and people choose to grow Paragon, then depending on how much we raise, we'll be able to build out X amount of workspaces because that's an expensive part, real estate. Imagine if everyone voted, by the way, the community votes for where our workspaces go. So if the community voted and said we want, a workspace in Chicago, New York, Dallas, LA, and San Francisco. 
these are all really expensive real estate places. And then to put just state-of-the-art technology in them, it's going to be expensive. So it depends on how much we raise as to how much we can grow there. Um, if we don't raise a lot, we'll just focus on the technology side and grow that. It's basically almost ready. We'll be releasing the beta soon. Um, and if no one likes it, then, hey, I'll just use it for myself because that's originally why I was building it. Um, yeah, no, I think it'll catch on for sure. I mean, I'm sure it yeah, will. I think it's a good I'm thing. Absolutely sure it will too. But, but if it doesn't, it's fine because I believe in it. And, I, and, I, and originally, I just wanted it for myself, and I realized I don't. I shouldn't be selfish. If this can help others, I'll just give it to them for free and have it be open source, and that's that. And maybe it'll grow later. Who knows? But so yeah, our our long term plan is it all depends on what the community wants. Ideally, we'll have this amazing infrastructure. Ideally, the government will say, okay, this is just the standard and everyone else can build onto our platform, making it better and better and better and raising the standards more and more. Uh, And ideally, we'll have many workspaces. I would love to follow in the same footsteps as we work. I really look up to them in terms of how they built this co-working community. So if we can get on that level, but for cannabis startups, it would, that would be where I'd like to see us in five, 10 years. Listeners, you know, how can they contact you? How can they find out more about the project? You know, maybe get involved. What's the best way for people oh, to contact you? Awesome. Yeah, well, obviously joining our Slack. Um, go, we'll just, if you go to our website, paragoncoin.com, you can see everything on there. We have real people that are chatting with everyone for any questions that they have. We're working on different languages. I think right now we have Russian, English, Chinese, maybe French and German, um, working on Portuguese. We're getting a bunch of other people to help um, read our white paper, join our Slack team, join our Telegram channel, and just ask us any questions on any of those outlets. and We'll help with whatever whatever they need. Well, very good. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you for taking the time to listen to me, and thanks for your viewers. Thanks, guys, for listening to, to us today. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.